Hey guys, welcome back to the latest edition of the SDA podcast. Um, today we'll be talking about Captain Marvelous. Marvel? Marvel? Marvelous? Marvel. What is Marvelous? Marvelous? Uh, Marvel. Whatever the what was that goddamn sixties uh, reference that Nick Fury said in the movie? Uh, no Mar- clue. Marvelettes, right? Marvinettes. No. Marvinettes? I don't know. Whatever. Okay, we suck at Motown. Anyways, um, all right. So to kick us off, we're gonna have versus uh, we usually have Arthur. Um, oh. We're gonna have Kai oh. give us a little bit of background on Captain Marvel. Yay, so, ghetto, uh, ghetto Kai. Get, here get, we go. Do me, pr- do me proud. <laughs> ghetto Ooh. Arthur, here we go. Go, ghetto Arthur. Man, so a lot of this history is before my time. Like many like things. Cracking open the scriptures of... Um, I basically peered into the wondrous Marvel wiki after watching this movie. Um, cause I'm always curious about character origins. I pretty much know, knew nothing about, uh, Miss Marvel here, which is, I think her more common name throughout her history. Um, don't correct me if I'm wrong. And, um, so I'm just going to keep this to some of her background plus kind of obviously what they did within the movie, uh, in the comic books, she is technically born to both human and Kree, uh, which is where kind of her underlying physicality or genetic upbringing comes from. But in the comics, it's more of a long story short, a bit of a freak accident with some Kree technology that basically turns her into Miss um, Marvel alongside a already existing Captain Marvel. And uh, she basically has a very rich history working with a lot of uh, characters such as um, the New Avengers, uh, fighting with the X-Men, and um, going back and forth with um, losing her powers completely to Rogue, somehow regaining it back later on, becoming a superpower uh, like cosmic being called Binary, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she kind of goes up and down this huge range of being just this human security guard to you know one of the most powerful beings um whereas of course in the movie universe she is tied directly to the tesseract uh, as we can kind of tell she basically just gets her powers from surviving an explosion and then the kree infuse some blood which you can argue either does nothing or does something who knows and then they definitely do make some references to characters that are um, relevant to the Miss Marvel comic book character, uh, such as the Lawson character, who was, of course was a male but was not a part of the same program. Um, the cat that is, of course, this loving creature that um, solves their problems is actually her cat and not the doctor's cat, um, but it's the same type of creature. Um, and of course, her representation of her powers is uh, fairly close. Not that it's diff- you know it's so it's hard to kind of represent energy blast, but um, that is the short kind of plus minus between my quick uh, cliff notes of her comic book background and the 
very Cliff Notes version of the difference with her in the movie. Um, and so just to add on a little bit to that. We need to introduce each other, by the way. What, what? Don't we have to introduce ourselves? Oh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> People know us now, all right? All right, all right. Um, my name's Anthony. I, whatever, I'm the host of this thing. <laughs> Arthur, go ahead. Yes. Arthur Wu, comic book nerd. Still, yes. That's right. Dot? I am Dot. I am a comic book disciple of Arthur. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. Why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> it's true. Except this. Yes. I'm a parenting disciple of Dot, so it Oh, both God. Ways. No, stop, oh, please. Yeah, it's I a good... love you, Arthur. All right. Like Nick Joy, please break this. <laughs> uh, Nick and I know very little about comics in, in general, so. <laughs> All right, and Kai, who just and, gave us uh, an overview. Go ahead. Yes, best overview ever. I am also yes, undeniably a disciple of Arthur. Uh, he has. Oh my gosh. Yes. To give credit where credit is due. Oh my yes. gosh, I love it. Mark this day an in infamy. I'm going to delete this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Come on, man! No one will ever hear this. Oh, great! Don't be a player hater. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything you want to add um, about Captain Marvel and Car- I guess Carol Danvers specifically? Yeah, what Arthur says is just uh, you know, retcons. So <laughs> caution. That's funny. Wait, did you have something you wanted to add, Anthony? Oh, I was just saying like this is like the Carol Danvers version of uh, Captain Marvel. There's a, I think there's two other ones. Um, True. And uh, yeah, they sounds like well, they I- wanted to go with Carol. I think you should also add the controversy heading into this movie, the social controversy. Yes. yes. I guess we could. Yeah, we can hit on that just a little bit. Yes. Don't, it's don't totally time. overblown. It. Yep. It's a little but overblown. It's <laughs> I didn't want to touch overblown. it, but sure. sure. But, but it's worth mentioning. Go ahead, Arthur. So Kai, for the most part, got a lot of the main points. Um, yes. But, you know, with Carol, this character is, even for myself, I wouldn't say I'm like a a major knowledgeable fan, but she has like among the most convoluted and complicated histories uh, in comics. Like she's one of those long-standing uh, suffering heroes uh, uh, that has gone through so many things. So most of Kai's uh, what he mentioned was pretty much correct. I mean, she's been um, first an assistant and like a shield agent, an Avenger, uh, a part-time X-Men, a part-time member of a, a group called the star jammers who are affiliated with the x-men um but you know she's also had very infamous stories um and there's one story that was actually a really bs story is and i oh gosh i don't even know how to to articulate this but uh, really in the early 80s she apparently got raped and impregnated by oh, a yeah. character from the future who was the, her lover but then when she gave birth, it was the son, you know, she gave birth to a son, which was then revealed to, to be the same person who was from the future who came back to impregnate her in the first place and also did a little bit of brainwashing. Whoa. It's, I, I feel That's weird like even saying that, but it's, it's not, it's actually true and also very messed up, a very ridiculous story. And then Sounds- she actually went off to another dimension with this character and the Avengers are sort of like, okay, it looks like you guys are in love, so it's okay, you can go. And it was like, wow, this is like a really low point in the, the character. Um, and she actually gave birth in a very accelerated time frame. It wasn't like normal. 
Um, so essentially she was giving birth to um, her, her lover who was also her son. And then the son was also the father, if that what? makes sense at all, which doesn't make Dude. sense. Dude. It's, it's ridiculous. Wait, was it done well? Because no. Okay. <laughs> it's, it was it's not done well. <laughs> it's convoluted. And the, uh -huh. the writer who was, um, you know, the one who made the X-Men really big, uh, Chris Claremont. And he's the one that, uh -huh. you know, brought her over to become binary. And he's the one that really attached Carol with Rogue. So if you're a fan of the X-Men, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. kind of know Rogue. Why does Rogue fly? Why does she have super strength? Uh, it's because she absorbs some of Carol's um, powers uh -huh. and also her identity. But he's also the one that sort really, of... Right? Uh, semi-permanent. Like, semi kind yeah. of, because yeah. there's like some yeah. weird like zombie Captain Marvel that comes out. Yeah, yeah. Like a split so, representation of her. Yeah, exactly. Know. Like she's still alive, but like these weird fractured psyches of her. So like I said, she's her history is really convoluted. But even that story, Chris Claremont was trying to like, he actually called BS on that story saying, that's bullshit. Like what the hell were you thinking? What kind of weird ass story was that, right? So he, he tried to redeem the character more by making her more powerful and, and pushing her more. And then she kind of came back in the late 90s to rejoin the Avengers, but she was actually court-martialed because <laughs> um, she was um, having trouble uh, following order. She was a, a little bit um, a bit of an alcoholic. So she was partnering up with uh, Tony Stark for a little while because he was somebody who can relate to her because he has his own alcohol problems in a famous story, which I won't get into. So the net of it is this character has a lot of crazy ups and downs and funkiness. So part of me, and then, you know, I can talk about this later, is wondering... You know, I, I trust them, obviously. I trust the MCU folks. But it's more of, okay, how are they going to, you know, really present this character? And what parts are they going to represent and streamline more? And what are the parts that are going to, you know, uh, not really mention or, or even uh, refer to? Um, the character has had a bit of a resurgence the past seven to eight years in the books. They renamed her Captain Marvel again. They gave her a new suit, a new costume, which I think is actually really cool. It's a lot more flattering than the the, the semi swimsuit she was wearing before um, they tried to amp up her powers more um, in the books. They tried to amp up her, her, um, what do you call her importance with, I think various degrees of success. I think Marvel is trying to make her kind of be like iconic, like wonder woman, but I think it's hard because wonder woman is just iconic <laughs> as a female, you know, superhero heroine and Marvel. Most of their female characters are strong, but they don't, stand out individually most of them a lot of them are usually associated with groups so that's the trick and i think marvel is really trying hard not only in the books but also in the movies to really make this character stand out more um i think perhaps the movie may be more successful to elevate her status more than the books um but we'll see but anyway um kind of wanted to bring that up because um her her, her character is definitely been through a lot of ups and downs very wacky convoluted uh, backstory and even tr me trying to explain that that whole pregnancy thing i felt weird saying it because it was hard to even believe uh it's also hard to articulate but it actually did happen so anyway <laughs> so so side note that uh that what you just described reminds me so much of two movies that um i thought were actually both really well done one is called uh, Incendies, and that was from the director of Arrival and um, whatever, the Blade Runner 2049, Dennis Villeneuve. Um, ah, it was like yes. his first kind of like breakout movie. It was really good. Um, and then another one with Ethan Hawke called Predestination, I think. 
Um, yeah, it just if you're interested in like weird sci-fi kind of like trippy, I don't know, movies, I, I would recommend those two two to you uh, you guys. Yeah, I saw them. They were really weird. <laughs> there could be weird good and there could be weird bad. So yeah, I think there was probably weird good. Hit or miss. I think they were well, yeah, weird well done. Yeah, well, the, I don't think the story was well done in the book. So okay, okay, yeah, yeah and it but wasn't anyway. even with a notable character either. So yeah, right. But there you go. Weird. All right. I mean, there's, so way, there's way more to it, but we can we can move on. Yeah. B- before we jump into the reviews, you guys want to talk about the controversy real quick? Sure. Uh, Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Who was the one who wanted this? That was me. Okay. Do you have a cliff note or Do you have an opinion? Not really, but I can throw stuff out. Sure, I have an opinion. Um, I guess what happened was was uh, Brie Larson um, had <clears throat> had uh, responded to criticisms to the movie um, by saying that a lot of the folks in the movie industry who do critiques are basically um, older white men, and that she would be open to diversifying that population. A bit more um, to get some more perspective. I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing, of course. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. I think mm-hmm. the end result was that it basically got um, uh, there's basically people basically came out and, and panned her for it. Um, and one of the triggered. big, yeah, she, they, she totally triggered them. Um, I personally think it was a relatively benign statement and isn't wholly false, although it isn't wholly true either. Um, but it is a fair representation. And they st- there started trolls started coming out of the woodwork and started um, blasting the movie on Rotten Tomatoes to the point where that whole um, thing that they have on Rotten Tomatoes where they say you know, want to see it, which quite frankly I thought was a dumb thing in the first place. They started killing it so that the the percentage was like super duper low. The end result is that Rotten Tomatoes ended up taking off that feature um, as a whole, uh, and it no longer is available in Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the end result of the movie, too, uh, in the end, was that I think currently it sits at, uh, I don't know, was it 80 plus percent for um, professionals and um, just somewhere between 60 and 70 percent for general viewers, I think is what it was. Um, plus, there's other controversies about the whole, you know, um, SJW, social justice warriors, um, the whole sort of revolting against female power, et cetera, et cetera, and all these other social narratives um, that will likely come up in some of our comments as we move on through our personal to be fair, it seems like um, Marvel slash Disney movies, like Star Wars, I think, are uh, have been at the on the end of these kind of like, you know, right right side politics, um, and them like pushing just against it, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like oh. part yeah, of it is I mean, also Bree's Bree is also a pretty outspoken. That's I true. Think, feminist. So it partly is not just that incident, but it's also her, which I think upsets people. And then the character itself is also, you know, the Carol Danvers character came from uh, the feminist movement. So when yeah. she adopted the name of Miss, it was already a big, you know, MS, Mar- you know, Miss Marvel. It was yeah. a big deal back then. So I think it's a combination of all those things that just triggers people, you know, pushing this, this character out in the front and then her, the actress's comments. And, you know, we have this feminist female superhero, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a combination of everything, but you're, that's got yeah. it right. So. Yeah, right the, the only adjustment I would make that, yeah, there's obviously part of the is this trend of, you know, social commentary on a lot of the characters. You can trace it back to even Wonder Woman, Black Panther, and whatever movies that most people 
happen to not enjoy just because you know it benefits a, a non-traditional audience um but they were they were slamming her for past comments too like they were going pretty mm-hmm. far back on top of it um but during this debacle she of course made tons of adjustments i would i would kind of compare it to like the aoc type situation where people are just upset that um you know marvel or a female character is having some success and then they of course go overboard with um whatever internet power that they think they have and um what is interesting is it definitely did affect some general public um feelings towards the movie because i had a few friends and coworkers who were like oh yeah i was kind of interested in seeing it but you know it didn't score very well and i was just like uh <laughs> well really? i don't, I don't wow. want to get into this wow but... really Jeez. Um, there's a reason why that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you yeah. were able to turn them around. Yeah, of course. But, it, you know, it still sucks, right? Because people. Because if you weren't there, out. then they would have missed out. And then that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was obviously the deciding factor, but sometimes if we're on the edge, certainly enough for them to see, think like, oh, OK, maybe I won't. Right. Maybe for I For the won't. uninformed. Yeah. People who kind yeah, of just true. Don't, don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I think that was the goal of a lot of the trolls. Was right, right. Mm-hmm. Whether, Go after the casual you know, fans. Absolutely. Artificially impact the movie financially is what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and of course, they financially it. aren't even close to impacting it at all. <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably the argument of maybe a few million, right? Yeah. The truth is, is like... it does. And it pisses off the executives that be. Rightfully so. I personally think that you should judge a movie based on its merits if you're just on the fence. Um, you know, a score on Rotten Tomatoes may definitely sway you because I know it has me in the past. Yeah. Especially if you don't know what's driving some of the um, behind the scenes working of, of these troll type um, groups, right? So yeah, it's an a, unfortunate situation. There's a term for this, um, and we don't have to get into it because it's it, it almost demands its own podcast, but it's uh, it's called Comics Gate. <laughs> Is um, it? Yeah. They, there's, they named it. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty nasty, and there's some artists where you know that have been recently been found out to be associated with comics gate they, they've been kicked out of marvel dc wow some high profile ones um because they they're in that kind of alt-right comics gate like comics have to be like you know and the characters have to be like they were back then and you know why oh, are we wow. moving into this it's yeah it's, it's it's pretty nasty i've been reading a lot the past year and and one th- i'll just share one thing it's funny one person you know, he's tweeting about the Captain Marvel movie. He says, what would Stan Lee think about the state of the current Marvel universe? And, but he was writing in a way where, as if Stan would be unhappy. And people are like, dude, are you stupid? Do you even know who Stan was? <laughs> you know, what he represented? He knows yeah. exactly what these characters are. And he was already at the forefront in the 60s. He was way ahead of the curve in terms of diversity and, and inclusion. So to score, try to score nerd points by invoking somebody... <laughs> to support your feeble point was ridiculous, you know, and people jumped on that guy's ass because <laughs> he was so stupid, um, mm-hmm. n- not just for the point, but to use Stanley as an example. It's like, hello, he created, he co-created the black Panther, the X-Men yeah. and all those others, please, <laughs> you know, don't be an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah Comics right. is a totally different story. <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump into the review of the movie. Um, why don't we start with our usual? Let's go, Nick Choi. Let's see how sexist you are. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> He's like, damn. oh, I was in the thick of that like, debate. Wow. That was my only review. The movie yeah, would yeah. be in a man. He's waiting. Damn. <laughs> no. Go no. ahead, Dick. No. Uh, no, you know, 
as usual, I learned a lot from you guys. I didn't know about any of those controversies or things that you guys are saying, but interesting. I always learn a lot when you guys, all the stuff I know about comics, I know from uh, these podcasts. So, uh, I just saw the movie today. I have a few comments. I, I liked it overall. I just kind of, um, my feeling when I walked away from the movie, I was kind of like, I, I think because I have a high expectation of Marvel movies, I was really like, I, I for some reason I was trying to figure out why I wasn't like blown away by it. And I was trying to trying to figure it out. So I was thinking about it. I think um, my feeling about the movie, I thought it was almost, I felt like almost it was like a setup movie. It was almost kind of like a side movie, like kind of like the first Captain America. That's kind of how I felt about it. It had a. I liked all the tie-ins to the other movies. I liked the the characters that showed up, uh, the rack and all that stuff. But I almost felt like the whole movie was just kind of a setup for, um, like her role in the next, uh, you know, the Infinity the Endgame. Um, I, I almost felt like it wasn't wasn't like a really great standalone movie. For me, it was missing kind of that um, like the big wow factor. And I want I I, I was. I was expecting a lot from the movie, I think. Um, Qu- question, Nick. Yep. Why do you hate women? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, let's, just, let's just go there. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I liked it. I just thought it was <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah, they just no, have I to behave. I don't hate women. I feel the kind of same way about her that I do about Captain America. I found her powers to be like, kind of boring and the, the way they brought it in i found it kind of like kind of that, that's one thing i was gonna say I, it's kind of generic i just felt like you know she's part of the explosion she's really powerful she's a soldier i almost i almost feel like this was like, like i feel the same way about it when i watched um the first captain america but i liked it better than that i i actually enjoyed this movie but for me it was almost like another captain america first avenger just like setting up the character the whole time and I, I don't, in general, I don't like these type of characters either. The ones who are just like, you know. Goody, goody. Women? Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, I don't Jeez. know where he's going. Oh. I didn't even know where he's going. Oh, oh my gosh. Dead women. Relentless. Jeez, man. <laughs> All right, dead meat horse. <laughs> hey, Nick, you're, you're in a safe zone. If you really do hate women, just say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I mean. <laughs> We won't share this. We already we're yeah. already agreeing to delete this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sharing it with all my friends. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, besides Arthur, we're gonna delete this podcast. That's right. That's right. Uh, a good male lead like Iron Man or Wolverine to, to make it no, that's not <laughs> 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 leadership. Um I like the character the my favorite character was I think the um, Talos, I think that's right, the the the, the scroll? Yeah, yeah. Ben, ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> he was a uh, yeah, a lot of good comic relief. Um, I didn't like. I don't know. I was, it was just an okay movie. You know what? I was gonna bring this up. The I don't know that and Arthur. You know what threw me off was like when she went to an internet cafe. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. they didn't really have those in like ninety five, ninety four. I was like, not that many. I don't think. I yeah, like, no, it was it was really rare back then. That was I, I was like what? interesting. I thought they had them still. I mean, not mm, many, but I don't know. Yeah, it would have been hard to find. I, I came back and looked it up. There was like the first Internet Cafe was like 1994 or something. It was like in in England. So, what year was like, this movie taking place? 95. 95. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I didn't have much to say about the movie. That that was that was pretty much it. I wonder, do you think it had anything to do with the fact that Marvel has pretty much set bars relatively high? And, and, you know, I don't disagree with you. I think it was a relatively enjoyable movie. But at the same time, it's almost like Marvel has shown us all kinds of things. So it's, it's almost like we're desensitized to really big shock and awe in a lot of ways. Do you think that had anything to do with it? That had something to do with that. I was kind of expecting more from the, her character was kind of like she was trying to be funny and kind of snarky, but it was just kind of like it felt forced. And get you know, I, I, uh, I don't like those type of characters, like the Superman type, the Captain America type, the, the goody goody, the goody goody, all powerful, like invincible characters. I, I kind of like the, you know, flawed characters, flawed, the dirty, the kind of like you know, the violent characters, <laughs> <laughs> the feet, feet of clay. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That's I've, I've come to really like those characters. That I think those are the two main factors. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> Anthony's uh, reaction's so like, <laughs> all right. He's <laughs> uh, like, that's that's the best we're gonna get. Is that it, Nick? <laughs> yeah, I got nothing to contribute. That's to. nothing. No strong opinion. Just pretty like five out of ten. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Um, Dad, why don't you go next? Yes, sir. Did you um, watch it today as well, right? I did, and it's super wow. fresh. It's I fresh. don't know what I'm going to think of it tomorrow after I sit on you it. try hard here. 8.87. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but, you know, I went into the movie um, understanding sort of what the controversies were and seriously not caring. Um, and um, I, I found the movie to be, you know, more or less enjoyable, right? It, it, it didn't necessarily wow me either. And to be honest, I based on the trailers, I... I wasn't really expecting to be wow. It's kind of like Nick said. I, I really was looking for this to just set up the character for me, so that she could be relevant uh, in the final Avengers movie. But at the same time, I have to say, I came out of it thinking to myself, well, "How's this character going to be significant in the fight?" But I get that she's really strong and um, she's got sort of these powers. But even the showcasing of the powers, other than sort of flying her whole body through a giant ship and blowing it up, um, it was. Kind of, you know, um, standard fare type stuff for a, a powered person, right? Um, maybe mm-hmm. I'm missing something. Um, and I get that she's stronger than everybody around her, but that that doesn't give me any real insight, which is okay. It, it just doesn't, it, it didn't didn't do anything for me to say, oh, oh I can see how her into the next movie is going to be a game changer. I, I kind of don't, right? That's Not at this point. Very anymore. basic, right? If she very like, basic. Yeah. basic. Well, well, you bring up a good point, Dot, because... I think generally when you read comments from like the general masses, they're all like, Oh, Carol's great. Look out Thanos, right? She's coming for you. But those of us who know, it's like, you're fighting Thanos. Thanos is not someone you fight with brute force, right? Even if you have a squad of people who are super powerful, you can barely get by the skin of your teeth. (laughs) Sure. So so that's that's the thing. Exactly. She's she's using brute force. It's it's just power blast and, and not exactly muscle, but, some sort form of almost invincibility and, and right. uh, dominating will. And hey, look, that's great and stuff. That's great for role models, but I don't, I yeah. don't see how it's relevant to the story. Yeah. And like I Nick feel like said, it's a misdirection. Too, so, uh, yeah, her only real flaw was that she had amnesia, um, and not that she was perfect by any means, but um, it, it didn't, it didn't give me a a sense of of um, I guess her relevance in the larger scheme of this arc in in the MCU, um, and. In a lot of ways, I know the way it sounds, but it's not really a criticism. I just don't get it yet, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, I, I really enjoy um, the movie overall. I continue to look at it and kept saying how I, I really enjoy how Marvel um, um, is really good at at several things. One is is what I think is natural dialogue. Um, I thought the dialogue was really natural. My wife did make the comment about how um, she felt some of the jokes fell flat. And, and, and my perspective was, you know what, I, I didn't cringe at any of the uh, attempted jokes i found them more to be just the comments of what that character would be in real life and whether you laughed or not wasn't really relevant to the audience as much as saying yeah that's what that character would say right Mm -hmm. Um, the other things that that you know came out of that too were sort of um, a comment she had made to me about the heavy handedness of some of the undertones of the um, social commentary um, such as um, you know girls are held down by society you can't have too much emotion um, and, and we as a society need to hold back your power. So we put this chip on her um, to control her her emotions so that she wouldn't go out of control. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it was her. By men, no less. Yes, by men, no less, et cetera. Um, and I, I, I was like, you know, I'll be honest. I said, I didn't, I didn't see that, but it's, it's absolutely accurate. And when she explained it to me, it was very apparent that that seemed to be part of the story. But I think the one that I, I picked out more um, not being a feminist, if you will, um, is the uh, social commentary about uh, the how there's different types of people in every war, and the whole notion of um, borders. And, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I, I picked up the same thing. Yes, I, I actually do think they were taking a shot at the current administration and some of the policies and messages that are being sent out. Yeah, what um, Talos else, said, right? Yes, but I also do think that they're trying to draw humanity both sides and even say things like, well, we know in the comic books that the Skrulls are inherently a bad race. Um, but but that's not, I think, where Marvel is trying to go with it all, is trying to paint the picture of war as bad, right? And that there's there's different motivations that reside, um, and some people get caught up in it and who don't want to be, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I, caught that part too. I caught that part too, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. Well, the year right, the heavy-handed parts. I was like, yeah, they, where they call them like they're just terrorists, but they're just looking for a homeland. I was like, oh, that's, that's <laughs> right. a little on the nose, you know. That's a little like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, weird because, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead, please. Oh, so I was gonna say, I, I <clears throat> so I actually really, I did like the scroll twist. I kept on looking for a turn. Like they're they're gonna turn on her at some point. Like yeah. some point, some point, yeah. some point. And they never did, and I was like, I'm kind of okay with that. Like, I, 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 of course, there's a whole like scroll secret invasion thing. Everyone, everyone's been kind of like talking about as like a future, sure, um, as a future MCU plot. But I was like, in this movie, in the context of the movie, I, I was okay with like making scrolls, uh, I guess human, like or just like real, like real characters, the good guys, so yeah. to speak. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just uh, I was okay with it. I, I know some people are like really upset. Oh, you guys messed up the scroll. They're not yeah. supposed to be like that. But <laughs> I don't know. I think this adds another aspect to them that um, you know that, that could lead to a change in the future. So I, I totally agree with you. And and what I like about it, it was I was like you. I was looking for a turn. I was looking for a backstabbing to happen. And when it didn't happen, I was you know admittedly I was touched by it, right? Because um, I thought it was an honest portrayal of how war actually is. To yeah. a large degree, and especially the part where they go into um, the lab and they realize that he wasn't there for the power source, 
right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And sort of the Wife honesty of that moment, I thought was, you know, definitely a Bravo moment for me for for the movie in general. I, I think I disagree with Nick in saying that it's not a good standalone movie. I kind of disagree, but I don't fault him for thinking so or feeling that way about it. Um, it I feel it like kind of reminded me. Sorry, like, Nick. Movie. It could have been like Captain America. It could have been folded into like a thirty-minute, like a <laughs> background story. Sure, and you definitely could, but I, I would say I probably wouldn't do as much if I did. And the thing about the Marvel movies in general, they they do a really good job of taking these fantastical ideas, but making them seem real, not in the way that um, you know the Dark Knight series was done, which was done gritty and dark to make it more I don't know human or whatever you want to call it, but it really makes it. They, they, they do a good job of making movies feel believable, right? And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think that they maintain this feel through the Captain Marvel movie. And, and in some ways, that's probably one of the reasons why there wasn't that big wow moment in the whole thing, too. Or they're purposely holding it back. I have no idea. But it definitely fell uh, short to me in terms of, of relevance to where people have talked her introduction to the universe to be, right? Um, but you know, other than that, there's, there isn't much to say about it. It's, it's in a lot of ways, um, although that it had that surprising twist, still a relatively formulaic movie, but only one person can, and it's you. Yeah, Damn. That's hard, man. I mean, if I had, if I hated women, then that would be rough. I, I have three sisters. I married, I got two more. Um, I didn't get brothers until they all started getting married, so I had to had to side with the women. But I, I told my wife I'm not a feminist. Maybe that's why I didn't see those 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 uh, undertones right away. Who explained me was obvious, but you know I've always rooted for women doing well. So to me, it was no different than seeing a man and you know in a story that does well for me. It's just give me show me a good story, right? Um, and I also believe too, Anthony, you asked me when we were talking about the controversy, how I felt about some of them. You know, the truth is, I think that social justice warrior stuff is a real thing to some degree. I mean, I think sometimes it does mess up movies. But the truth is, if you were trying to do that purposely to try to get more ethnicities or more females and roles, things like that, if you're successful, nobody's going to complain. It's only when the movie sucked yeah. that you I need agree. something to point at, they're going to automatically point at it. So yeah. in a lot of ways, it's a moot point because you could make that argument for anything. Just replace SJW with an attempt to make more money and you get yeah. the same narrative. So I think it's a dumb argument and it shouldn't be done. It, it does more to separate people than it does to sort of analyze why <laughs> executives want more money in their pockets, right? Hmm. Yeah. So sure. that's it. I'll, I'll leave it there. All right. Thank you, Dad. Mm-hmm. Um, Kai, why don't we go with you next? Um, yeah, I mean, just to um, re, just as a quip for the other point, um, I think one interesting thing that a lot of people talked about is, um, and I'm, and I hate comparing movies, but when you talk about how there's things that we don't notice um, in the movie as like quote unquote undertones, I think any vehicle can be driven in the direction that the driver so chooses. Um, I think, of course, women particularly will notice things just because when as they grow older, they just they just notice these things we don't um, because we just usually don't get affected by it. So it's not as clear to us some of the things that we see. Um, and there's been a lot of great responses to the Captain Marvel character, which is awesome. Um, and there's also been positive responses to the Wonder Woman character. Um, so you can argue which one benefits off of the other, but I think it's just an overall win, which 
good. Uh, yeah. Hey, before me, you go on, I agree. Yeah. I, agree. I, I just want to uh, give a shout out to Brie Larson, who, when she was, um, I think somebody had asked her on the the red carpet or whatever it is that she was on, who is your favorite female superhero? She said that it was Wonder Woman. And I don't know if we talked about it in a group, but somebody had called out how it was a great, it was great for her to be part of the MCU, but not feel inclined to have loyalty to it and basically state what she felt and called out, you know, a competing, quote unquote, competing um, um, company and just be honest about it. Right. I thought yep. that was fantastic. And I think that illustrates the kind of person she is. Um, and it just seemed relevant to what you just said. So want to make yeah, sure also, our guys heard that. Patty Jenkins also called her out and said thank you and mm-hmm. shared a, an original art piece where someone did of Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel flying together, which I thought was nice. Awesome. And, pa- and Patty said, hey, you know, uh, rooting for you, Captain Marvel, uh, which is cool. So there you go. Yeah, and but, you can't, you can't social, you can't engineer, you know, social change without um, kicking a lot of dust anyway. So you can argue that yep. they're doing well because they're getting such a response. But anyway, um, specifically about the movie, um, I think my favorite thing was uh, Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson's chemistry. Yeah, uh, I actually really loved how it just felt really natural for those two characters to just like work off of each other the whole film and it just felt um pretty organic um and a lot of credit to samuel jackson because i think for a lot of his films he just puts in tons of effort um he never really phones it in but it was just funny because like i'm watching the film at the beginning i'm like oh there's nick fury oh my god oh there's colson oh my god and then like like i'll partially way through you're like oh wait a minute she's literally just gonna hang out with nick fury the whole movie and mm-hmm. you're like, oh this is gonna be awesome Almost like a buddy movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a nineties, so, uh, classic nineties uh, buddy <laughs> buddy flick, right? It cost so much to do the CGI effect. I was surprised that he was there for it was so, so long. It was so well yeah. done, though. I God. felt yeah, the same was, way. Yeah. Uh, I didn't read the article today, but but they were saying how it actually made the movie go faster because of that de aging thing. I don't know what the details oh. were, but he looked uh, like he did t- when he did Die Hard three. It was amazing. The only time. I thought he looked 70 was when he was running in the, <laughs> the area 51. I was like, dude, that, he is running so slow. He's like throwing his punches. I was like, what is that? He's like lunging his whole body. I was like, what? Yeah, you can't. So much you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. True. He did a good job, though. He did a good job of being the sort of smarter everyman. Right. Yeah. And so, of you know, for whatever intentional reasons, Marvel decided to be conservative about their um, their trailer. Because I didn't watch the trailer, but it was pretty loud and clear feedback that they thought Brie Larson's character was boring. I think what they didn't want to do was if they had showed what Brie Larson was like in the movie, then they could potentially rightfully be criticized as, oh, this is just another like, haha you know, kind of a use humor as a way to guide everyone through this movie type device. Um, mm, I say get is, away with it. Yeah. Cause it's like the, this, the a recurring, crutch. yeah. Like Dr. Strange, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, you know, like kind of quippy behavior yeah. to kind of ease in the character. Yeah. Use humor as a crutch. Yeah. I get you, you know? Um, and so before going into my cons, another thing I really enjoyed was the opening Cree sequence 
where she is, you know, working with her, her Cree team and they like, you know, drop into this mission and like they're in their, um, their, uh, power suits. And then they fight off the scrolls. Like the, that whole sequence was just really awesome. And star force it's like, yeah, it was fun to just like, um, kind of enjoy and just be like, yeah, we can start out with some pretty cool stuff. But, um, I think one of the biggest issues that of course, Nick talked about in terms of why for him, the movie felt a little bit flat was that with every single superhero movie, it's always difficult or to me, the bread and butter of the movie to kind of work on what the power progression looks like. Um, because that's like part of like the, the hero's journey, right? The what origin is the, at least, right? Like, yeah. Like what is, what does the character look like when they finally figure out and own their powers? Am I going to really enjoy that? Is it going to be meaningless to me? Am I invested? Do I care? And uh, I'll kind of agree in this place where when I found out that it was just based on the test rack blowing up on her, I was just like, God, this has got to be like the most boring way to do a superpower uh, on top of like the most stereotypical, very obvious. Here's a control chip. Clearly, you're just going <laughs> to unleash your power layer on. <laughs> and the only way that they kind of showcase it, because the obviously my thematic criticism with the whole plan here is that we're trying to tell a cosmic level story and we've only kind of barely tipped our toes into some aspects of cosmic powers um why do you hate women (laughs) 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 and so i'm sitting here and she's like just blasting fire out of her fists and he happens to just go into a little bit more super saiyan when she releases her power and you know it's just like it's hard to grasp like the level of her power and i just don't feel like it truly benefits the whole concept of like yeah she's technically a cosmic hero but i don't really know how she so one of to that point like it was it was inconsistent inconsistency in the movie at the end she's obviously like super powerful but then towards the beginning whatever middle of the train scene she has trouble with the the old lady scroll right it's like do you guys yeah. remember that or no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, like trying to, uh, but I think she's not trying not to like hurt innocence, though, right? Uh, she, you well, don't want to cut loose on a, a foreign planet that you're not aware of. I just okay. I don't know. I just thought that I she had know. a lot That's of trouble there. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. know. I think you can read that scene either way. Um, but it's just yeah, it's just the, the the concept of not as an audience member. You're also kind of like, dude, I don't know what the fucker power is. Like, I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's strong. I don't know if it's bad. I don't know. Who knows, right? Like, pretty what generic. are her powers? Like, did they, they didn't talk about it at all, really, right? They just said fire hands. They don't, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just fire hands. Yeah, I agree with Kai too. I think it was a really generic way to give her her powers. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't see. I don't know. It, it was it, a boring it, to way to was, have it done. I think it to me it was they're trying to just tie it more to the broader MCU, make it more economical. Because it, it, it mirrors the books a little bit, but I feel like they're just doing it for the sake of economy. So they don't have right, to make which up is a separate part thing. Of, yeah. Which is part of Nick's commentary that it just feels like a, a movie to advance the endgame type situation. Which even to service that idea, I think was done poorly too. Because this doesn't give me things to think about and go, oh, she can do this against Thanos. Or, 
oh, what about this? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I doesn't help me feel any more excited about Endgame, despite how fun the predictable, you know, end credit scene was. Um, and then one of my biggest, this is probably just a personal thing for me, but I absolutely just don't enjoy memory loss as a plot device. It's just, to me, it's not very enjoyable because you're sitting here just figuring out like, okay, here we go. We're going to learn with the character what her background is supposed to be. So I'm just going to be told what she was. Yet here she is trying to reconcile who she was versus who she's going to be. And I get an unconvincing answer in both cases. Whatever that reminds me, I, I had kind of a problem with the idea that, you know, he had just gone up against her, quote unquote, and she destroyed the engine, got infused with power. What what compelled him to take her with him? And conveniently, she has amnesia so they can try to mold her into their own weapon. That that seemed kind knew, of... I don't know if they knew she knew that he... I thought I took that as, well, maybe they can wipe her memory. So you think she was wiped and it wasn't a result of the explosion? Maybe a little bit of both. Or maybe he thought that, oh, well, she has all this power, which was related to this engine that I was looking for anyway. Um, yeah, the that, energy. that's how I took it. That's how so, I took it. So maybe I need to take her, at the very least, I can study the energy. If yeah, we can try to harvest her or yeah, exactly. like, grow her teacher or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So you do think she was wiped then? Maybe that I, I, no, no, I don't think she wiped. Well, it's oh. just glossed over. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah, say. Yeah, that's but right. I think he's more focused on the energy aspect. Okay, and yeah. if if he's able to turn her or, w- or wipe her memory, or whatever, that's sort of like up to interpretation. Yeah, it's a nice. And why does it matter if if what is his name Ronan? That that guy says we'll come back for her, but he's already dead because they they killed her or they <laughs> killed him and. Yeah, Guardians. Technically, yeah, technically. Yeah, I mean, what's the point? Is there going to be a middle movie where yeah, they go I think, against each other? I think there or? will be. I think the next one might take place before Endgame. Oh, okay. All right. And he'll really? Be, yeah. Oh, who knows, People right? I don't know. Who knows? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. it was obvi- yeah. It's obviously not a lot of effort. Yeah. Right? I just think like it's it's a space thing, and maybe they're doing other things. So it's it's not meant to be like, oh, I'll be back for sure in a short amount of time. It's like you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. You know, so like I just like I'm sitting here like trying to see if I should care about her past as like an indicator for her personality and then trying to also figure out, okay, let's also figure out what kind of a, you know, superhero she's going to be. I I kind of funny find it weird that you and that are so like, I guess are leading so much on this movie to like show you what powers she has for Endgame or I guess using that against it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds like you're using this movie against Captain Marvel for how she's going to be in Endgame. That, well, at least that's how it's coming out. Is that like the whole point of this? Like, they made it such a big thing at the end of. Yeah. Well, at the end, end, and but like, I don't know. I think it's unfair uh, to me. It's unfair to judge a movie, and I'm not like defending this movie because I, I I have issues with it as well. Um, uh, I just don't care, I guess, that much about it um, as you guys when I'm trying to connect the two, the two movies. Yeah, so I mean, that's fair that it feels like the part of the judgment is against Endgame. I I mean, I'll obviously still come back and say as an independent movie, I still struggled with the power progression because by the end of it, right, you're still just like, okay, she's invincible. Like in the context of that movie, you're just like, uh, she never had that issue in the first place. Like I never felt 
tension that she would ever die injured or i actually never just felt she was weak because she i mean you can say that her her character acted like she was invincible but her powers reinforced that and so there's never a situation where i felt like oh wow like really in danger here or wow this could really you know make a difference here it was always like yep she looks really strong yep she's still very strong (laughs) okay yeah she's like uber strong and it's just like to me there's just no value um i didn't walk away thinking okay that was a cool journey to enjoy it was just like let's watch her figure out who she is and then that was about it that was the only thing that was like on the table yeah, um, I love Memento. <laughs> I, I actually really like Memento because that's like one of the few ways was, to make that interesting. That's the original way, yeah, to make yeah. it interesting. Because <laughs> um, that was specifically directed to make the audience feel amnesia at the same time. Um, but yeah. anyway, uh, the last thing I'll finish off was uh, for me, it was a little bit different when watching this scroll story develop because I happen to be reading a story at the same time that has the same type of storyline, which is, oh, we're misunderstood. We're a misunderstood power race that has been war domineering, but not all of us also love war, obviously love war. So, you know, there are people who are trying to just live and escape out of this. So when I saw that storyline, I was like, oh, okay, I guess we can go there. Um, <laughs> and one thing that immediately kind of linked for me was because Talos talks about how he his hands are also dirty in this, right? Which is fair because clearly he killed the Kree to get to where yeah. he was, and then mm-hmm. suddenly he's trying mm-hmm. to come off as a pacifist. Um, but it reminded me of the character in Rogue One, um, the male Cat- character Cassian. Yeah, uh, Cassian. Yeah, I had the same thoughts. Who talks about like, look, you can't, and I actually resonated with this character a lot. I'm like, you can't be a rebel without being a part of like the the dirtiness of war. Like, there's no clean participation here. You don't get to just sit on your high horse and say we always do the good thing. Someone has to do the dirty work, mm-hmm. um, and it's always perspective on what that looks like to certain people. So. I think Rogue One obviously did a better job. This one kind of was just like suddenly like, oh, this scary school that's been killing and, you know, trying to figure this stuff out is suddenly like a good person. And then, okay, let's just clean it up real quick before they ask questions to say, oh, yeah, because he was looking for his family and they're all trying to run away from the war. Um, So I thought it was a little bit abrupt and I just switch from scrolls are killing innocents, war domineering to, oh, here's the guy who's directly in charge of this suddenly just looking for. Um, so it could have been a little bit better, but yeah, I was familiar with that plot line, so it didn't feel weird to me at all. Leo. What are you reading now? Annihilation? No, it's guardians of the galaxy one. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the book. I I got you. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right, um, Arthur, okay. you want to go next? Sure. Um, so I, I would agree with a lot of some of the stuff you guys have said. Um, I'll look at it from a different perspective, though, and I'll say, like, the movie was really good. I wouldn't say it wowed me, though I wouldn't necessarily expecting it. 
Um, to address the thing about being a setup, I think they're not just setting up the character, in my opinion, for Endgame. I think they're setting her up for to take a place in the next level of the MCU beyond. Because if the expectation is like the big three are going to be either dead or shunted aside, they need new characters to kind of carry the torch for a few years until they may or may not introduce Cap Thor and Iron Man in the future. So for me, I felt like they're not only just setting her up for Endgame, but like, here's a character that you're going to be seeing for at least the next six to eight years, right? With maybe two more sequels and her and guest starring in other MCU movies. So I feel like they're holding back on things purposely and not try to show you everything in this movie because otherwise, you know, we've got nothing for the future. So I don't know. That's how I looked at it in terms of, you know, Marvel's being intentionally, you know, trying to use restraint. Um, and I actually would trust them more to, to do it that way because they're very good at restraint versus like Warner Brothers DC. It's like, you know, <laughs> they're not very good at that, right? But um, so there's that. Um, even though the movie wasn't like, wow, or great, I think what I liked is it had a lot of twists and turns that surprised me. So the things like um, the scrolls, that was a good surprise. I actually agree with Anthony. Like, I know I'm... I'm as a comic fan, I'm predisposed to not like the scroll. Not, I don't dislike the scrolls, sorry, but to expect that the scrolls are evil. So I'm going in there thinking, okay, this will be standard. The scrolls are bad. The uh, Captain Marvel is good. Shield is good, um, and they're going to turn on them. And so you have all these expectations, and then it turns out they're not. And I'm like, oh, that's a kind of a cool twist. It doesn't negate the fact that there are still bad scrolls out there. It doesn't negate the the opportunity in the future to have bad and evil scrolls to do other stories. But to at least have uh, a couple of them say, look, you know what? Yeah, we're fighting this war, but we don't want to. We're doing it for survival. That, actually, that was kind of cool. I did like that twist. Um, the other twist, and I, I kind of was like hitting myself for not seeing it, but then it, it was a little bit harder, is uh, Annette Benning's character. Because um, yeah. one of the mysteries was like, okay, well, Jude Law is going to be Captain Marvel, you know, V-E-L-L. Yeah, that's what but I thought that, too. But it was too obvious. Like I thought about it, I'm like, that's just too obvious. I don't think Marvel would be that obvious to do that. He's someone else, and Marvel will maybe show up in this movie or maybe not. But I had no idea how they're going to do it. And you know, I saw Annette Bening's character, and it's like in the beginning when they show her through the Supreme Intelligence. Which, by the way, I thought that was a neat way to articulate the Supreme Intelligence. The Supreme Intelligence. Uh, for those who don't know, is like the the greatest scientific minds of all the Kree Empire, and they they look like this huge visual green blob of a brain. <laughs> and I think they're probably saving that for the future. But um, when Annette Benning's character came out, she her hair looked really white and stark, bright white. Um, and also her character was called Wendy Lawson, and I didn't really pick up on that because um, Lawson, yeah, and then exactly. her green eyes, right? Exactly like, right. So I knew there's something with her, and I'm reading her last. And I'm like, wait, that I should know this, but I I'm, I can't say I'm super familiar with the Captain Marvel character until it learns a turn. You know, we learn later on that she's actually Marvel, and they gender they gender swapped her because uh, you know Marvel was a male, and for a while in the books he actually had white, you know, very white, bright gray hair, and part of it is you know, it was right there on Annette Bening, but since she's an older woman. You don't really think much of it. You just think, oh, well, you know, that's just her natural hair color because she's, she's older. So, but I feel like the clues are right there in front of me. So I kind of like that I was surprised where her name was there. It's not Wendell Lawson. It's Wendy Lawson. Um, her white hair, her green eyes. And there's something about her you know, but you can't place it. 
Um, some people are upset, like, oh, well, they switched the character. You know, he's supposed to be a guy. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I had no problem with it. Um, so I like that aspect of it. I was, you know, again, with the, the scrolls, I was just happy to see them because we never thought we'd see the scrolls in the Marvel Universe because of the whole Fox and Marvel thing. Now, this is before the purchase. Um, so the fact that they were able to bring them in um, to the proper MCU, I thought was cool. Um, and also the Kree, because um, we just all thought that those characters would be stuck with the Fox F- FF universe and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, so I think she, I think Super Scroll is a mm-hmm. Fox thing, right? Yeah. And they, regular Scroll is... They have Marvel. these weird. They have these weird rights things where this character and that character. It's very strange, right? But I just thought we'll never see the scrolls. Um, yeah. I mean, that's not that's no longer an issue anymore. But at the time, it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, so, but I think I, I like the fact that they did all these twists. Um, I do agree with Kai that um, not that I hate the memory thing, um, but I did like the fact that it was a different way of showing the typical origin, probing her b- backstory and kind of showing you some of her stuff. Instead of having the typical, okay, I'm at the beginning, I got to go through a training, I got to go screw up my powers, I got to have someone talk down to me, and then I got to go fight, and uh, I'm slowly building up my powers and my past and blah, blah, blah. It's like, it, I thought it was nice to kind of flip it that way a little bit. Instead of like what you saw in Doctor Strange or Iron Man um, or in some other MCU movies where, or Ant-Man, they're just kind of fumbling around in the beginning and trying to you know, learn who they are. I, I did like this other way of portraying that. Um, there's that part of it. The 90 stuff you said were cool. All those 90 references, you know, technology, um, blockbuster video, which I thought was hilarious. Um, those kind of callbacks were kind of fun. Um, wow. What was that one thing I wanted to mention? Uh, oh, can I mention one while you're in that thought? Yes, please. Yeah. I actually think a 90s reference was, Stanley's yes, cameo yes, as I himself. Gonna, yes, I was going to say that. Yes, <laughs> yes, but, um, that was if, cool. If you guys, yeah. I don't know if you guys watched. Grew up, I, I grew up on Spider-Man: Amazing Friends, mm-hmm. and I believe he was rehearsing his own lines that normally was a narrator for those cartoons. Well, no, no, he was rehearsing oh, no, no. for Mallrat, Mallrats. Oh, was it Mallrats movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I so, thought he was rehearsing for because he always says those lines in. Yeah. So here. the funny thing is, I so that that cameo happened so fast. I only saw the mall rat's word and then they cut to Brie Larson kind of breaking oh. character for a little bit of smile. And I just thought of it as a charming way to kind of see him. But then later on, I read that he was rehearsed. He was rehearsing the script to mall rats, which he played mm. himself in the 1995 movie. I knew it was the mall rats 95 movie, which I thought was cool. Uh, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that it was a script book that he was reading, but regardless, I thought it was a very clever way of injecting a cam. I think it's actually the best cameo ever. Like he's playing himself in a movie that took place in the nineties that talks about comic books. And if you ever watch that clip of him in Mallrats, he has an actually pretty substantial role in that uh, cameo in that movie. He has at least five minutes worth of dialogue <laughs> with one of the supporting characters. But yeah, anyway, the Stanley... It's almost like he, he yeah. got that cameo. They did that from knowing he was going to die. Maybe, maybe not. But um, I've, I think, it, it, you know, people are kind of having fun debating like, oh, is, is Stan Lee now part of the MCU? But he created these guys, <laughs> but he's also part of the MCU now. How does that work? You know, it's, it's kind of fun, right? But anyway, I, I was glad to see him. Um, I was also surprised, pleasantly surprised about the, the beginning credit sequence, which I thought was very cool to kind of give him some, you know, honor and, and really give him a shout out. Um, when I watched Friday night, a lot of us were clapping and, and kind of cheering when they showed like, you know, the MCU credits and it was all Stan instead of the characters. And then they say, thank you, Stan. That was a nice surprise. 
That was to see. Everyone was clapping in your theater? Yeah, including myself. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool. Some people are like, oh, and other people are like, oh. We're just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool. It was a nice what fan. What might have away from me for a little bit just for the movie is that when I yes. watched it, it was only me and one of the guys. <laughs> 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 was he yeah, clapping? Was like, there were parts where I was like laughing out loud by myself. I was like, <laughs> have to represent um, but no problem Sad. but oh so the other thing i was really pleasantly happy with the surprise uh, surprise not too surprised is that um i knew about the maria rambo character um her her friend right since this place takes place in the 90s i kind of was thinking okay she's got to have a daughter named monica monica rambo uh and for those who don't know monica rambo is actually a marvel character who also went by the name of captain marvel who has light-based powers. She's African-American, and she actually is pretty well-regarded, and she's changed code names a few times. She's been known as Photon, Light Ray, I think uh, Spectrum. But there was a time where she actually led the Avengers, too, by the, by the recommendation of Captain America himself. So she's a pretty substantial character. And the fact that they gave the, um, that character in this movie a substantial amount of screen time, you know, the little kid who played Monica, I thought was not only cool, but I feel like they're probably seeding her character for the future of the MCU because since this movie takes place in the 90s, if we're talking about current day, she should be an older, you know, adult by then. Um, and they can easily transition that, that character as another, you know, mainstay MCU character. And then if you notice the call sign of Maria Rambeau in the, what do you call it, the, the airplane, you know, fighting, not, not the fighting sequence, but when they're about to board their jets, on the call sign, it's Photon, Maria Photon Rambeau. That's very deliberate. Um, I think that's foreshadowing of, you know, her daughter will probably take her mom's call sign and become Photon in the future. May or may not happen, but I thought that was cool call, calling that out. Um, but so those we are have most... now two kids, right? Well, mm-hmm. yes, uh, exactly. And, and, and kid man's... as well? Yep. Um, though I think the, 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 the Monica character will obviously be older. Because this is you know yeah, ninety five yeah. right, but um, I just thought I just went in thinking they may just tease it a little bit, but she actually had a very substantial screen time. Um, so I, I do think it's um, they're trying to be deliberate about it, but who knows? But regardless, I thought that was cool. Um, I had some quibbles on other things. Um, the beginning was kind of weird, where okay, she she landed, she she um, beat the scroll on the train, and then she stole the jacket. And then all of a sudden she's on the road and then she ends up in the same bar that she was in, in her memory. And I thought, wait, did I miss something? That seems a little too coincidental. And then somehow Fury tracks him, tracks her down. And it's like, okay, did you land in the same place that you were trying to, that you were before six years ago when you were a human being? I don't know. Maybe I just got lost that part. Well, that part wasn't very clear to me. There was, she, she took a look at a picture and it said ponchos and it wasn't clear how far away it was. Yeah, she, it seems like she, she just was heading towards there. there. Yeah, I don't know. And, and like, how did she know to kind of bike there? And I'm like, did she land close by there? That's too coincidental. Or are they just trying to do movie magic and say, oh, she's been biking for hours and she made it there? Whatever. Um, that was kind of strange for me. Um, I, I thought the end about when, when Fury decides to, you know, tr- name the Avenger Initiative, the Avenger Initiative, taking her call sign, I thought that was a little too on the nose. Because, uh, you know, he was calling it, what, um, the Protector Initiative? Um, and instead, he saw her call sign on the plane to be Avenger, so he decides to change it. I thought, okay, they're really trying to amp up 
So that's Carol's. not from the comic books, huh? That's no, not at all. No. And the Protector, I think that's a call out because there's another Marvel character called the Protector who's also called um, um, Marvel or Marvel, uh, Marvel Boy, actually. So another Cree soldier. So I think they were kind of, you know, fun Easter egg there. But that was totally made up for the movie. And I, I, I felt like, oh, they're really, really trying to make this Captain Marvel character really important. And I just felt that one was a little too on the nose. It's like, okay, you, you've, you've, you're saying she's also inspired the name of the Avengers. Okay, fine. You know, whatever. Uh, that kind of, I, I wouldn't say, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I just thought it was a little too on the nose. Um, I actually yeah. have always disliked the name of the Avengers for the team. It kind of really doesn't make sense to me. No well, yeah, how much sure. I think about it. Yeah, who are they avenging, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> don't you have to have something to avenge? Uh, forever. Yeah, man. sure. Um, yeah, and then maybe I'm, yeah, and then maybe I'm reading into it too much where, like, um, what I did like is I think, um, you know, she had a really good relationship with her friend. And even though they were competing, they weren't like the typical stereotypical, like, oh, I got to compete and we got to be bitches to each other. And, you know, we can just have real true friendship just because we're friends and that's it. And we don't have. And um, we don't have a typical stereotypical love interest or, or flirting and all that. It's just like, you know, we can avoid those kind of tropes about with movies with women in them and just be, you know, regular women <laughs> with regular relationships. And we don't have to fall into those tropes, which I did like. Um, I was surprised that they made Maria a single mom um, because in the books, you know, that character, Monica, actually has really two strong parents who are African-American, she always goes to them for advice. And, and may, again, maybe I'm reading into this too much, but making you know, Maria a single mom, an African-American single mom, maybe playing to stereotypes. Again, I may be reading into it too much. Um, but anyway, those are kind of like quib quibbles. Um, but yeah, probably more to say later on, but those are my overall thoughts. Yeah, I would say, I mean, just as a small, yeah, I would think that's the only moment where I was pulled out of the film a little bit, where I was just like, okay, not only is she a single mom, she only has a daughter, her daughter <laughs> obviously loves Brie Larson, and I was just like, okay, this is like the one moment where I can say it's a little bit over the top, but um, you hate women. I enjoyed the chemistry <laughs> eventually no. between Brie Larson and the daughter. So Kai hates black women. Yeah, I, I hate specifically <laughs> back. Uh, Alyssa, you, hear to her, you heard it here first if you're hearing this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyway, right, there's probably more to talk about, but yeah, those are my overall. Okay. I'll jump into mine real quickly. I just made a whole bunch of points. Um, I think you guys mentioned a lot of things that I, I agree with. Um, I'll just run down my list real quick. I thought the 90s music was not integrated very well i just thought it was a little corny at times um there's no really like reason for I, some of the music. i agree with that it didn't stand out yeah yeah, it didn't, I got yeah. Some, yeah. i'm just a girl in particular although i love that song when it first came out it was weird you maybe because we're, we're so close to it and like people it's still on the radio it's still like i don't know i don't just know like, it, no i agree with they you, didn't it, have it, the iconic i don't know yeah what, it's not, like, it. it's not like Guardians 1 where, wow, iconic 70s, 80s music, and it kind of, yeah. you know, calls back to the era. Yeah. It, 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 it didn't it. sound the same. I, I actually had high expectations for the 90s music here. And like, oh, I don't really yeah. remember much. I should ask yeah. my daughter. She's a 13-year-old. That song probably is in part of her general library, which she thinks or felt about it. Like but, regardless, some of the music is just weird. Like at some point, they had Nirvana in, when, when they were talking <laughs> to the Supreme um, Intelligence. I was just like, what? Like, this is so weird. Like, 
I don't know how they're doing, writing this in. Okay, uh, so I had a problem with that. Uh, I think character development, I just, uh, I don't think they did that well with Brie Larson. I was a little, uh, it's not her fault. I just think that the, the content, the script was not very strong. Um, I think I had a criticism of Age of Ultron because I feel like we just jumped into the middle of a bunch of stuff and we skipped a lot of story. I, I feel like there's a little bit of that here where she we just jumped into her, her story and we're trying to figure things out. But I, I never got great character development out of her, just that she didn't know her past and she, she got a friend. I don't know. So I had a problem with that, which is kind of interesting because these directors, they – and you know they wrote this movie. They come from a background of indie filmmaking, and usually those are very like character rich. Um, so yeah, I didn't really like that. <clears throat> uh, I thought if you're gonna bring back Coulson, Korath, uh, Ronan, wh- why were they on screen for like five minutes total? Yeah, I just I it was a waste. Give them like, more to do. Yeah, like especially Coulson, like. Everyone loves Coulson. I don't know why. Like, agreed. He, he and like half the time it's not even himself. He's just like, you know, he was the scroll at one point, right? Like, yeah. Like, man, why did you even bring this guy back? Um, I don't know. I just expected more from from all three of those guys if they were gonna bring him back. Um, <clears throat> the scroll. We I think we talked about this already. The, the uh, scroll, like the twist, I thought was done well. It kind of reminded me a little of like Star Trek at, at that point when. They were um, meeting up with their families. Um, just felt like, oh, there's like another alien species in Star Trek. So I, I did like that. Um, oh, I love that, actually. I turned to my wife a little Hey, it kind of feels like Star Trek. <laughs> and I actually I actually liked it because it was yeah, – Star Trek has yeah. a way to make aliens human. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. how I felt. Yeah, it was a little bit like, like Star Trek. Totally. Even, yeah. yeah. Even I, when I, they I, had her upside down, I was like, oh, it was a little bit like uh, Star Trek as well. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to extract some information out of them. Uh, yeah. Um, I, weird, like, logic question I had here. Why didn't Fury call Captain Marvel during Avengers 1? If it was like a <laughs> emergency yes. theory? Oh, people, yeah, I've read some people asking about the same question. Avengers 2, I'm like, uh, I think that would be the right time to call. People, people are saying, like, maybe it was since it was localized new york only and he had a team there he thought ah, i think it's okay you know you know who knows right <laughs> i guess i, I mean, oh, no man alien invasion is pretty big. <laughs> and, and there's a portal and there are like right. thousands <laughs> yeah, yeah that's I mean, coming out that's i mean huge. i don't know it's the conceit of the the comics right so yeah yeah um another Funny random though. point uh we never got that she was called captain marvel Ever in the movie, do you guys notice that or no? True. Yeah, I did yeah, notice that. True. Walking out, I totally the, the only like, the all only... the movies are like that though. Really, really? No, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think like they said Doctor Strange or yeah, they, they said, yeah, they do. What do you mean? <laughs> Iron Man. They call him Doctor Strange the entire movie. Well, Iron not Man. in like Doctor Strange movies. <laughs> Strange's movie. I mean, like the the individual movies. Yeah, in the individual movies. That's what I mean. Oh, did they? I don't recall that. Yeah, I believe they did. I'm pretty sure they called him Doctor Strange. Yeah, they Anyways, did. Anyways, the only Doctor... mention of it... Sorry, go ahead. His, that's his actual name, right? Yeah. Yeah, his actual well, name. Well, Stephen, Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange, yeah. Yeah, but they call him Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> He's a doctor. He's a doctor. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 
Anyways, like I think the only time they mention it is uh, when they're doing the dishes, and Samuel Jackson makes a comment about like I don't I don't like Marvel. I like Marvel better. It sounds better, and I think that's where we're supposed to get the name from. Uh, anyways, I thought it was kind of kind of interesting they didn't call her that. Um, oh, Arthur Arthur already made this part point uh it was kind of funny i'm watching avengers earth's mightiest heroes that cartoon mm-hmm. if you guys haven't seen it it's actually really I've good some of it. It, it 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 does a lot of the comic stuff um i'm only halfway into the first season into the first season but it does a lot of the comic stuff really well um animation style is kind of like cheesy kind of like lame but um <laughs> it's actually yeah I, I think it's done uh well it's it's a really good show so far, um, but what I was saying is I, after watching Captain Marvel, the episode of, of uh, the Avengers TV show I was watching was when they introduced Carol Danvers and they showed that um, Marvel was a guy and I was like what? And I was <laughs> like I think they switched this huh? And so uh, yeah, I think that was a I think that was a good twist. Um, two last points. One is that. This is part of the character development piece uh, uh, of me. I don't know what it is. I I kind of think the level of, of where I expect Marvel to be, I think they've been performing under that in the last two movies. So Ant-Man and the Wasp and um, Captain Marvel. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, really? Wow. I, well, I had the lowest score on that one uh, in our podcast. Did, did you? I don't remember. Okay. I think right. I did. Um, but Gosh, I love that movie. Yeah, it's weird. A lot of people don't like it too. Well, that that uh, yeah, I, I don't know. People I speak with, they, they say they don't really like that movie uh, as much as other Marvel movies as well. But going into post Avengers Endgame, you know, if the original Avengers die, I'm not. I'm kind of not like that excited about the new crop of uh of like the new Avengers. Um. And just and be, I think it's because we just don't know their character very well. So Captain Marvel, uh, Black Panther, like I still get not that much from Black Panther. Um, I guess Doctor Strange would be like the best one. You know, and maybe Spider Man. Hmm? Well, so you rattled off two that that kind of speaks to what Nick said. Like Captain Marvel and Black Panther are kind of like they have no flaws, right? So you're kind of like ah, oh, they're kind of dull. But Spider Man, Doctor Strange, those people are feet of clay, so yeah, they're more interesting. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's part of it, but also it's just you have they're to not writing these characters character well. Lead. Like you have to have you have to have the Wolverine, you have to have the Iron Man, you have to have like some one charismatic character that everyone kind of wants to follow. People like me who don't know anything about the comics that just like that draws into these movies. You got to have that for it to kind of, I think, to take off. Yeah, and, and I'm just I, I'm not kind of not feeling the new group as much as like, the originals. Like when they die, I'm gonna be sad because like oh, you know, like mm-hmm. one of my you know my favorite characters are not gonna be around for a while, and this new crop like I'm just not like that excited for. So, so I mean, I do we'll think see, they're banking. Yeah, and I think they're banking on the fact that hey, well, we did it the first time. Nobody knew really Cap and Iron Man and Thor before, and we made them big. So mm-hmm. we can do the same thing with these other characters to the general public. Maybe not to comic fans who kind of know, right? But to like the general public who can't, who don't know the difference between Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel. They're like, yeah, those are the people they're going to try to bring in. But I, I get you. I totally, I'm, I'm not, I'm not totally disagreeing either. I think 
It's like, okay, can these other characters carry the MCU the next decade? Dad, are you... Okay. <laughs> We're hearing his echo. It's, it sounds ridiculous. I mean, you make um, a really valid point, but yeah, can, can, yeah, they, can so, they carry? So Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just think they're in the, their origin films. It just haven't... There hasn't been strong character development for me to get excited about them yet, right? I mean, obviously, I could be wrong. Um, I, I like Cap a lot better in Winter Soldier. Like, I hated him in Captain America 1. Um, wow. So, I don't, we'll see. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, overall, I, um, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I just couldn't fully get into it um, like I, I have previous Marvel movies, so... Uh, do I have no. to say? It? Do I have to say it? Is it agreed? We all hate women. <laughs> yeah, oh, we do. Jeez. God damn it. Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's go around the room and give our score out of ten. Well, what did you guys think about the Stanley cameos? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um. I thought I it was like good. It. I think it was fine. I liked it. Yeah. I, I think it might, like you said, I think it might have been his best one. I really like the mall rats reference also, the one that you were talking about. I was like, oh, that's cool. Because they, they teased it a bit too. Because I was like, are they, is he really going to be behind that? Like, or is it going to be some fake? Oh, I didn't see it coming at all. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, no. I definitely saw it was, could have been Stanley or a Stanley fake or something. I, I, I didn't know he had. Too. I thought they were going to have a, a, like a, you know, a lookalike. Yeah. So I don't know. I liked it. Nobody was cheering in the beginning for your showings, for the beginning or when he showed up. I'm just I curious. It. I watched it on Saturday, this past Saturday, so it was the week after. So I'm the, oh, okay. the hardcore fans probably already saw, saw it. You know, I okay. was I was cheering on the inside. <laughs> in my- I thought it was kind of nice. That's all. It, I mean, was. it, was, it wasn't like amazing, but I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of sad. Yeah. All right. Anything else before we get to readings? All right, let's jump into ratings. Nick, go ahead. Uh, I give it a six point five. I like I, I liked it a lot more than wow. Captain America, but I still think it was pretty uh, lackluster. Wow. All right. Uh, who spoke after Nick? Dat. Seven point one three. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> That's the craziest thing ever. Jesus. All right. Uh, Kai, you're up next. Uh, I think I kind of played around and gave it a 7.7. All right. Oh, that's respectable for Kai. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. 7 point what? 1.7? Was that a dot score? No, No, 7.7. Oh, okay, okay. All right, uh, Arthur. I was fluctuating, actually, kind of high, but I've I've since had time to think about it. But I'll give it a solid eight, knowing that I feel like they're holding back on stuff for future. But also, you know, despite the the all you guys what you guys said about the shortcomings and you know excitement and all that, I think what kind of helps it score higher for me is all the the twists and the the neat Easter eggs and the twists. That's what I think allowed me to enjoy it more. Because if it didn't do that, then I probably would have scored it lower. So I would say a solid eight. And I'm good. And I like the twists and turns, and I like the surprises. 
question before I give my review, <clears throat> my rating rather. Uh, was there any reason why Goose like ate shit at rent like at certain times? Oh yeah, I we feel didn't like talk it was the like, cat. Yeah, I feel like oh yeah, we nobody touched the cat at all. Um, um so I, I think the like cat. Just... Mm-hmm. I haven't read that book story because I think he is a recent addition in the Carol or in the Captain Marvel comic the past few years. Okay. So if you read the book, you would know. And I actually hadn't, so I. I didn't know what the cat would be. People are talking about the cat, cat, cat. I'm like, okay, well, the cat, is it a scroll or what? Um, yeah, I, I, it's supposed to be, I guess, some alien that does stuff, obviously. And it's like a, it's a hero or a good guy? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, the, his original name is actually Chewy um, okay. in the books, but I think they obviously changed that because I think they want to avoid reference to Star Wars and it'd be a little too insular i guess because you know they own star wars too right it'd be kind of like oh how very funny you're naming the cat chewy um so they but i think they called it goose to kind of uh top gun exactly so it's it's nice i think it works so yeah like like, like the cat was fine to me i mean people love the cat but i was like oh it's okay people love the cat i also (laughs) feel like uh it was conveniently like unleashed at certain times you know for for plot for uh moving the plot i was like oh okay and then, you know, he ate the Tesseract and then spit it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, talk about most disappointing post-post-credit scene. Is, well, that the, can... is that the one, though? I feel no. like there's a lot of disappointing ones. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they, they started to have a trend where one of them's serious and then the other one is like, you know, The nonsense. first one is serious. Yeah, the second yeah. one is the one that's like, kind of like a joke. Yeah, joke or nonsense, which could be either good or bad. I don't mind the nonsense, but, it, you know, it's hit or miss, right? So, Yeah. But yeah, um, the Tesseract's been with them for a while, I guess. <laughs> I one other point. I since we brought up Goose, like I really, and I'm okay with it. I know people are ups, like are tired of like these origin stories where they're just I don't know. It's chronological, but I really thought we were gonna see some like Top Gun level shit that with like them flying planes. I just, oh yeah, yeah. I never really yeah. got that. You know, and I thought that would have been cool because we haven't seen any any movie like that where there's like airplane fighting. Um, fighting. Well, it had yeah. very little, right? I mean, yeah, Monica, little. Ma- Maria. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I, and I, I would have liked to seen that relationship with uh, Rambo a little bit closer to you know as well. So I, I thought they were going to start off maybe with that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, whatever. You can't count it against it. All right. Um, my rating. I'm gonna just gonna give it a seven. Um, a lot. I, I thought it was as good as. Wonder Woman, so I, I that's how I wow, kind of compared it. Wow, damn, that's yeah. to me is a low score. Oh, I, yeah, I probably I think I liked Wonder Woman the least out of everybody here as well. I did. I'm looking at my score. The scores now. Me and Ronald. Me and Ronald scored it a seven. Yeah, because I thought Wonder Woman was pretty. pretty that third scene overrated. is that third act is so bad. Like yeah, I yeah, that watch it the second time. I'm just like, oh, well, true. Yeah. But but I think the rest of it makes up for it, at least in my opinion. But anyway. Mm. Needs to finish strong. Well, the character was strong, which is more important to me. Yeah, but seeing that old guy's face on that buff bot is really weird. <laughs> the mustache yeah. swirling. The, yeah. the mustache yeah. swirling. Yeah, killing it for me, dude. <laughs> Jeez. It's true. Yeah, it's true. well, you know, Superman 1 had a, a lousy third act, too. And Superman 1 were... was lousy. <laughs> but see, people revere that movie like fine. no end. So, right? So, Clueless to me, it's like kind of the same way. Come on, man! I know you like it deep down. Stop, stop baiting people. Totally did not. You liar. Totally did not. You're a liar. It sucked. 
All right, so those are our scores. Ronald, feel free to come in here and put in your score in the spreadsheet when you watch it in like a year. Uh, at best. <laughs> on Blu-ray. Yeah. I know. Uh, so what's Avengers. next for us? Uh, I think it, it's Endgame, right? Like, yeah, it's got to be Endgame. You guys don't watch scary movies. Huh? I, I really want to watch uh, that Us movie. Yes, I actually want well, to. Not Pet Jordan, Cemetery? Is, You're going to talk Jordan, scary movies? Ooh, and it's Jordan, it's Jordan Peele, so I want to watch it. <laughs> I heard Pet Cemetery is actually really good, too. So I might have to watch that. Um, see, and this is the thing with the difference between these movies. When the first cut, uh, whatever credit scene, like hits, I'm so much more interested when I see Cap and I see Black Widow and like sure. the tone of the film is like, fuck yeah, yeah. yeah give yeah, me exactly. this, give me Endgame. And I, just, I agree. I just didn't feel that way at all when I was watching Captain Marvel. I was just like, ugh, whatever. I don't. This is like the next movie. How is it going to affect Endgame? Well, um, so one thing I wanted to add before I forget. Is it was a, I wouldn't say I disliked it, but the when she's in space, you know, flying around, shooting down all the Kree warships and all that, right? It felt a bit video gamey to me, but thankfully it didn't yeah. last that long. Like, yeah. okay, she's going around destroying a couple ships. I'm like, ah, that's kind of cool, but oh man, I feel like I'm watching something from Halo or something. You know, just yeah, a little CGI, like too, CGI. yeah, way too video gamey, and there's no threat. Kind of like what Kai said, or I don't know if it was Kai or somebody where yeah, I, it's just yeah. no tension, no threat. Yeah, like she's not no even getting knocked. She's not even getting smacked around or challenged in any way. She's just kind of cutting through them all. But thankfully, that scene wasn't too long. But yeah, well, I get you. I mean, the the way I would, I guess I w- I would have preferred it written too is that there is more there is more tension, and then maybe at the end she there's like they they shorten that ten or fifteen minute like overpowered scene until like two minutes or something you know like yeah. that would have been better but it, it just seemed like an elongated super overpowered superhero destroying everybody and i was like uh okay yeah true yeah all right uh so it looks, sounds like in game will be our next podcast uh it's in a less than a month right end of april or in about a month in about a month it's like, it's like february no sorry april 20th 20th 25th yeah. or 26th i forgot what, what day exactly yeah buy your tickets early this movie yeah. is going to be sold out opening weekend i totally expect that buy yeah. it when it first goes on sale i see it uh, a week after two weeks oh, after oh come on man <laughs> don't you want to see what the fans did yeah um, no. i absolutely do i want there to be nobody around me when i see it dang we should go watch it together <laughs> you know what? I would love to, but my Friday my night. wife and kids are like we watch them all together. Okay, yeah. So fair. I've got standing dates with them all the time. That's all right. nice. Yeah. Are you guys excited that James Gunn is back? Absolutely. Yes, that's absolutely. awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's doing yeah, Suicide think, Squad and Guardian. That's great. I think from a principle. Yeah, and it's going to be a total reboot. Yep. Of Suicide Squad. So. <laughs> so now James Gunn's like, fuck this DCEU. <laughs> I know. I don't think. Yeah, everyone is just kind of doing their own thing, right? Like, well, I mean, he gets the opportunity to play in both sandboxes. I think that's great, right? No, yeah. nobody's been able to do that, so you know, he definitely came out ahead. He he could easily, you know, say, "Hey, I want to do some more DC stuff, and I want to do Marvel," and they'll accommodate him if he does well in both movies. It's. I wonder how long it's going to be until Guardians Three comes out, though. It's going to be a long ass gap. It's going to be three more years from now. Five. No, five years. Yeah, yeah. Five, five years. years. Three, four Holy years. Crap. At least four years. Because really? Suicide Squad is not coming out till twenty twenty. Goodbye, yep. God. Oh. <laughs>
<laughs> what was that? that? That's probably Lulu. Sorry, that's Lulu. Can I guys? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably like 2022, which is like four, maybe five years out. Okay, it, wait, stop for a second. Is Nick Toy a good dad? His child is awake at 11, 12. I know, <laughs> right? Evening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're here to debate things that are debatable. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's great. I, I I was in shock about that news, actually, with, with Gunn. It's like, wow. Um, yeah. I'm actually hoping that they'll allow him to continue his vision for the marvel cosmic side of things because he was supposed to be like a major creative driver oh yeah 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 of yeah. that you know looking at like nova and um maybe other aspects of the cosmic universe that would be awesome i'm hoping for that but you know one step at a time i guess oh hey is the uh the captain marvel outfit is that a nova core outfit no i don't think come on no, it look just like the nova core outfit no not at all oh okay it's just me no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm thinking of a bucket head helmets and stuff. So huh. I'm, I'm going to randomly call it now. I think because Guardians 3 is going to be so far away, I think we'll see Guardians in some kind of team up or other movie before then. Not their own movie? No, oh, you're because saying, it's oh. going to be too. You got to keep them like in the spotlight. Like, consciousness. Yeah, I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah. You can't, too so long. either they show up for some kind of cameo or they're like, part of some other. A buddy team. movie. Yeah. Like Hulk I, and Thor. Something like that, yeah. I, I would agree with that they have to, because you know, otherwise those actors may become disengaged or become too busy. Well, yeah, probably be a Captain can... Marvel movie. Oh, that's true. It could be. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I do think that the current squad is probably going to get disbanded after three, and they'll probably go with different guardians. True. Well, they might go with the original guardians, right, with Michelle Yao and Sylvester Stallone. That, they're gonna be oh. too, somebody's gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> like in real life. Jeez. It's gonna be Sylvester time Stallone. Out, okay? Wow. <laughs> no. No. Well, there's I'm other so mean, there's there's other Mar uh, guardian characters. Don't worry. I mean, Adam Warlock. <laughs> hello. You know. Yeah. Um, that'll be there. Yeah. Be All right, guys. Um, thanks a lot for your time, and uh, we will nice talk. Nice job, soon. Anthony. Hey, we're gonna do Brightburn. I want to watch that actually. That looks pretty. Wait, what the hell's Brightburn? Oh, somebody show Bro, him. Keep the... Up on the watch slide. the trailer. Just, just watch, the, watch trailer. the trailer. Yeah. Just watch the trailer. That's all I can yeah, say. Don't, yeah, yeah. Just watch the trailer. We won't say It'll, anything. Yeah, because uh, it's it's exactly I think what Nick Choi would love in that character. But I will say no more. Uh, I would definitely you. actually want to see which, that. In which chat? And also, it's it's um it's actually directed by James, directed or produced by James Gunn. It's produced. I think it's written by him. Okay, but yeah, I, I actually want to watch that. <laughs> mm, it looks interesting. It's interesting it that they're taking a horror genre yep. approach to it, though. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I do like the experimentation with you know the superhero tropes and other sure. genres. Yeah. James Gunn wrote another movie as well, and it did not do well. Um, he wrote another one. But didn't direct it. It was oh. the one with the elevator turns off or something. Oh, really? Huh? Um, J Michael Rooker was in it. Anything? Does that sound familiar? Mm. I think. Mm. You're the movie guy. Well, well, just because, yeah. Well, the, I guess my point is just because somebody writes it doesn't mean it's going to be True. a good movie. True. Uh, the Belko experiment. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're... Doesn't sound yeah. familiar. Did he write that one? He wrote it. 
I didn't know Somebody, that. Some other random person directed it. And okay. Well, you know, but at the very least, it, there's a there's a swing factor to like, you know, since he's involved, there's a bit of a draw. Yeah. So. Uh, and you know what? He's he's not even a writer. He's just a producer. Okay. James Gunn. Yeah. Hmm. His looks like his brothers wrote this one. Okay. Damn, how many brothers does he have? Wait, this is with <laughs> Sony. Huh? What? Brightburn. So. Well, there's there's this is an original story. Yeah, it's an original story, so it's okay. <laughs> based on what is it? Is it based on anything? No. Not as Superman? far as I know. Based Evil on Superman? Superman. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the red eyes. Yeah. Uh, no, just watch it and you'll know why. Oh. It's very interesting. Very I actually really want to see it. <laughs> Are we doing Alita? Uh, I, uh, I have not seen it. I haven't seen it yet it. either. We just no, need no, to no. get the record button. Wait, wait, we're not doing in game next. We're doing um Shazam, right? Ooh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm watching Shazam for sure. I want to watch Shazam. I'll watch Shazam. I want to watch it. I have to. I'm a Zach Levy fan. That's you know, right. I was too, but I think it looks horrible in this role. No, it looks pretty what? on point. It looks pretty on point. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I hear it's really good. Same here. Yeah. Like, That's the only reason why I'm going to go watch it. They're fine. Uh, otherwise, the, DC is, the DCU is finally kind of turning around. If you guys go and you guys say it really is good, I'll watch it. Life is tough, I think man. it's going to be better than Captain Marvel. That's my prediction. Ooh, the okay. dueling Captain Marvels. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, that's a bold claim. I can definitely get behind that. <sighs> yeah. I don't like the buddy flick with the little kid thing. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't spoil it. I haven't seen anything. Oh, dude, I don't think I spoiled anything for you. <laughs> I don't know anything. I swear. Like, I closed my ears during the trailer. I, I don't wow, know anything really? about this movie. I think it if looks, you saw the trailer, you wouldn't think what you're thinking right now. I don't know about that. I think it's on point. Like, I think oh, they're going yeah. for a good tone. I feel like they're going for a good tone, and they seem to have the character in a good way. All right. Not that I'm an expert <laughs> in the character, but it looks more promising than the Snyder stuff that we were given. Yeah, it does look better. Certainly than not well. generic. Well, then yeah. what do you guys think of the Dark Phoenix? That, that looks super generic. Actually, you know what? <laughs> that looks beyond uninteresting. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Actually, you know what? The trailer actually looked decent to me compared to Apocalypse, which I thought was horrible. Like, okay, I'm but not... you picked the worst X-Men movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Wolverine Origins is the worst X-Men movie. I'll uh, take Origins no, over Apocalypse. Right. Yeah, yeah, I would totally. take Origins over totally. Apocalypse. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I actually like, I actually liked how Jessica Chastain's character, whoever she is in this, but I actually, I went in like, you know what? That actually isn't that bad. The that looks like a Netflix, Netflix movie, okay? Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. I really? I could literally care less. Yeah. Wow. Zero, zero of me wants to watch that movie. Seriously, I actually want to watch it because it looks, it looks like just one. nothing new. Nothing. Yeah. New. Well, the thing is, well, I heard some things that they did, but I won't say. But I, I, I heard it's I, terrible. I felt they the same way, yeah. but I, I heard the initial fan reactions were really bad. I felt the same way about Apocalypse. I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, this is. And bad. look how that turned out. Dude, <laughs> Apocalypse was horrible. You're not right. using very good arguments. Oh, I know, but God. see, <laughs> I think this one looks good, and I may be right, right? Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's no, not no. how that works. <laughs> I, know, I know. That logic is not clean. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I thought it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Like I went in thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be as bad as Apocalypse," because it's the last X Men movie. I wasn't comparing worse to worse. I was comparing to what came before. That's all. So good riddance right. to the X Men franchise. 
Yeah. Think, please, just. I, I well, can't. Whatever needs to happen long. just needs well, to happen. The funny thing is, even though the, all their movies continuity wise is a mess, they're still more positive movies that came out of that whole franchise versus negatives if you just count in terms of critic reviews and successes whether you dislike them or not is a different thing but just by you, sheer number of like no. movies well, they've the, done no well the only bad movies that are typically considered like really really bad that are most people agree with are wolverine origins apocalypse and uh, x3 all the there others are pretty- more than that. No, no. I mean, okay. X two is generally regarded as a better sequel than one. Uh, uh, Deadpool, think- First Class, Days of Future Past, uh, Logan. You know, th- I don't Double think it's Brain. fair to put Deadpool. In I agree. Thing. I would. Okay, yeah, take those I out. Give Deadpool credit but, to the X Men franchise. Sure. So yeah. okay, then take X two, X one, First Class, and Days of Future Past. Those are four pretty well regarded movies. Mm, first Class Logan. I'm gonna take X one out of there. I I, I don't think it. Well, yeah. I don't know. it did. I it did age awesome. well, but I think its its placement there is because it helped kind of kickstart superhero movies again. Because you have to look at it in context. <laughs> again, after Spider Man failed, right? No, 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 no. It came before Spider Man. Really? Yeah. This I was Spider Man was. No, 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 no. It came out in two thousand, and this is the toxic time for comic book movies because that was right after Batman and Robin. Nobody wanted to touch comic book movies with a ten foot pole, so. You know, that movie was already given very, very limited budget, very limited expectation. So that movie was, you know, credited to kind of reigniting the viability of superhero movies. So I give it credit for that. I, I agree that it hasn't aged well, and, but it definitely has some good parts to it. Um, but you have to look at it in context of when it came out. Uh, and it came out at a very, if it came out today, oh, absolutely, I agree with you. But it came out at a time where, Oh my gosh, nobody wants to do comic book movies. And we may never get them again because if we didn't have the success of X1, we wouldn't be where we're at now. Nobody would I want don't, mm. nobody would want to go and do do uh, comic book movies. I I mean I don't want to go that far, but well, if you watched Batman and Robin in the theater or were around that time, oh my gosh, it was bad. It was really sure. bad. It I, was, I'm definitely not going to give X-Men that much credit at all for being well, that's fine with you, but most people give the credit X1 for that reason. They're not saying it's the greatest movie, nor has it aged well, but they give it credit for what it did, for what it did for the industry to help. Right, so. which I think is like, to me, indicative of the fact that the movie was even and at Fage- the time okay. And Feige was involved in those movies, by the way. I think most people forget he was also involved. Which is um, fine. I mean, you gotta, you gotta do shitty movies first before you get better, right? Jeez. <laughs> he was involved, but he wasn't actually, like, driving it. I think that's mm. the difference. Sure. But, you know, I don't think those movies are horrible. I mean... No. And generally speaking, they're well-regarded. I mean, whether you personally dislike them or not, that's another thing. But yeah, I think I they're guess horrible. Most people, if you ask which sequels are better than the first, they'll say, oh, Spider-Man 2, X2... Um, you know, Empire Strikes Back. They'll keep, you know, the list goes on. Wrath of Khan. They'll, they'll. They, it's, it's up there. Wrath of Khan wasn't that good. Oh, don't get me started. Man. <laughs> you can kiss my ass. I'm out. Into, Star Trek Into Darkness is better, right? Dot. Oh, way better. Oh my, oh my gosh, <laughs> this guy. I wish Ronald was here. Oh, I loved He'd it. Smack you upside the head <laughs> too. <laughs> Into Darkness is fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Star Trek for non-Star Trek fans. That's why. That's why you liked it. It was Star Trek for for people who don't like Star Trek. 
I guess that that's where I may be now. <laughs> oh gosh. Horrible. <laughs> I'm probably gonna start the recording way a long time ago, so we're yeah, that's, oh, that's good. That's okay. This is gonna be bonus material. That's right. Our special <laughs> our special features. For our subscribers. <laughs> our Patreons. Three. Yeah. <laughs> our Patreons. <laughs> Please subscribe. Our uh, to uh, our subscribers. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Hey, do you get a view count of, of how many times um, the podcast has been listened to, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. I can, how are we I doing? <laughs> I haven't sent out. I haven't sent out. I've been delayed. Actually, I was. I meant to send out um, to the same people and some people I know. Um, our Bumblebee, Spider Verse, and Aquaman podcast too. Because you know so we had a bunch. All time. Okay, I'm looking at it now. All time. Okay, <laughs> last thirty days, five. Nice. Ooh, that's actually pretty good. That's an actual positive number. Skyrocket to the moon. That's the people so that on was, this call. Um, that's that was five. That was four Bumblebee downloads, one Aquaman. And that was what that one was Ronald, right? Probably, yeah. He was listening on the, his on his commute. Yeah. Um, all time. Well, because I didn't send out the message. Okay. I, all, I didn't all, I didn't promote it. All time. Our number is 155. Oh, yeah, this is pretty good. For how many yeah. postings total? Uh, probably like 30. Yeah, Evan and George does ask me, and you know, right. when they when they see me, sometimes they say, "That's five I've, viewers per podcast." Killer. I have nine. I have nine followers on this Podbean thing. Oh, damn! I have no idea who they are. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's, not, it's not us. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. It's my friend. At least one. One of them is my friend, and I don't know. Okay. Well, if what? each one of them listens to you got each three downloads in Alaska, what the fuck? All <laughs> right, we're nice. killing it in Alaska, guys. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's my cousin's dad. I don't know. Oh no, no, <laughs> I said it them too. It's United <laughs> States. Oh, so it's sixty-seven percent Stitcher, thirty-three percent Pocket Cast. Stitcher. I know my wife makes up three of those somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen to the Doctor Strange one for giggles sometimes because the oh. banter just makes me laugh. I refuse. Don't, to listen don't, that don't one. do that. Yeah. I so just our think biggest it's month was what in January 2019. What was what? that? What? Aquaman? We thir- no. We have 13 downloads of Spider-Man. Um, into oh. the in what is it? The Spider Verse. Yeah, wow. into the Spider Verse. Eight for Aquaman. Six for Batman versus Superman. You need better meta tags. Anthony. Wait, so we can do a leader real quick. Uh, Wait, I'm gonna get spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. I'm pretty sure yet. you're not gonna see it. I'm gonna. See I'm gonna it. see it in uh, when it, for home. Or oh, okay, home. then you can easily get spoiled. I don't know. Either. <laughs> yeah, let's do Alita. Let's do Alita this week. Anthony, you just have to be there to push the button. No, uh, actually, you guys can do it. You just do this the command, a join. Uh huh. And then do the no, command. I'm just leave. kidding. We don't have to. Do, I just meant like talk it right now. But oh I no, we should Arthur, podcast. It. I think if Arthur's actually going to go see it, then I won't. Arthur, when are you going to see it? I don't know. Maybe this weekend. All right, let's do that. Sounds like a no. I know. <laughs> I think it's worth podcasting. We should do it. Thirty years in the making. Yeah, yeah. I was telling Kai earlier on. I saw the original one when it came out on anime. Wow, was it good or no? I, I liked it back then. Oh, okay, I, the I, anime, I heard people. Anime. Some people not like not like the anime and they thought the movie was good to me it's a cult classic like uh ninja scroll wow oh, okay and yeah. i didn't know that yeah oh anthony i was gonna say i saw i did see ghost in the shell 
good good visual special effects but man the story exactly that was the only gosh man i mean not not as bad as i thought it was but definitely not like oh my gosh this is actually pretty good no it was just uh, maybe because my expectations are so low (laughs) yeah they could have done better and they whitewashed the hell out of it too yep yep yeah yep unfortunate that's why i think alita's a better uh, manga go anime yeah but it still had its problem sure it does but it's a better one to talk about in my opinion Huh. There's definitely some things I. There is. So let's talk through it. If it's what is it, me, you, and Anthony, then or Arthur? Well, like if I can watch it by this weekend, then sure, let's do the podcast. If not, don't wait up for me. Go ahead. Well, it wouldn't be a well, podcast think... if it's just me and Dot. That would <laughs> just Alyssa, be a conversation. I think Alyssa watched it. Yeah. <laughs> that would just Alyssa be said a she'd... conversation. <laughs> oh, Alyssa said she'd talk to you guys about it as well. Okay, then the three of us can do it. Mm, Who? Yeah. So, Alyssa, yeah. Oh, Alyssa, yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. So we'll, we'll let us know next Monday. I think a f- I think it'd be better if we had four. So if Arthur watches it, then we can have a quorum. Four. Then let's get Arthur to watch it. Okay. Arthur, I'll ask Ronald, Ronald to watch it too. Haha, <laughs> very yeah. funny. When are you gonna watch us then? You're never gonna watch that, huh? Because that's next week. The week after is already Shazam. Dang, that's hard. So many. Movies. I know. There's a lot of movies coming out. I'm not gonna watch us. I don't plan to watch us. I don't plan to watch it right away. But I want to watch it. Sounds like Anthony's going to do a podcast of one. I didn't even say we were going to podcast it. I'm just going to watch it. That's all I said. I, I oh, like your five-minute reviews. Which, mine? Yeah, I like those. Those are quick oh, and you know, one downloads? I guess I could do them more. I've just been lazy lately. I watched I like Grem- Gremlins today. And I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Wow. Gre- for the first you time? Gremlins? You kidding me? I've, Holy I, crap. I was like a child when that movie came out. When you were born? You were born? Well, have you I seen think... Hi-Fi or, or Short Circuit? That I watched when I was a kid. This is oh, more okay. of a horror. I think, I think so... Anthony's a, a 90s child, not an 80s kid like us, Dot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely more like 90s. Well, I never yeah. watched Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. Oh, Me neither. I didn't care I for those. that. Or Friday the 13th. Me neither. I don't really like that genre. So. What about The Ring? The Ring? Yeah, I watched that. You like okay. it? I like yeah, it scared the shit out of me when I was in when I was a kid in high school. Watch that in a theater. Oh, oh did you see uh, The Exorcist, the original one? I watched that uh, maybe like f- six years ago. It was, right. it was still really good. Like, what about Exorcist Three? No, is, is it terrible? Dude, that movie is freaking heinous. Scary? Like, not, dude. It's just it's like oh. an evil movie, dude. Go watch it. Oh, jeez. I, I want the most evil of movies. <laughs> Yeah, Exorcist like, Three. I don't know sure? if I would watch that. No, Dude, I got really dark reviews or like shitty reviews. I was like, nah, I don't want to. You know what? Go watch it. It's really a dark movie. All right, like I'm you have to go. Watch- I'm not telling you it's good. I'm telling you it's dark and evil. Like you have to go shower and watch like a Disney cartoon afterwards. Dude, that that movie gave me nightmares for a couple weeks. Oh gosh. But would you like the first one or no? The first one is. A good movie the in its own right. Uh, second one, don't even bother. Just go three because three follows one. Oh, okay. Yes. Again, I'm not saying it's a good movie, but if you want to be scared, <laughs> if you just want to see evil on film, yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm all for that. Oh damn. Yeah, do and guys, I think you guys uh, watch. So good. 
Uh, I think Blatty wrote the third one too. I don't know if he wrote the second one. Yeah, he did. Third. Yeah. I'm looking at the IMDb right now. He did. Yes. Um, did you guys watch Hereditary? Watch what? Hereditary? No. What no. is that? No. Oh, I watch a lot of horror movies. Like the new Exorcist. It's like style of, of like dark nah. um, indie kind of what the fuck is going on type of like movie. <sighs> no. Oh, okay. I heard the Babadook was good. That was good. It was good, huh? Okay. I, I enjoyed it. Um, there's a lot of like commentary in there, but I thought it was well done. It was relatively acclaimed. Like, uh, it's one of those movies they say it didn't get a lot of hype, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who didn't like it too. I don't, I don't really know why, but uh, I, I thought it was like well done. Coming out of like an indie like, sort of horror film, I thought it was yeah. well done. Why not? Yeah, I might pick these up sometime. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. you guys don't really like scary movies, all right? I do. I just don't make it a point to see them. Oh, okay, that's fair. Depends on what they right. are. Exorcist three on my list. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I watch it by myself? Should I watch it in the daytime? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Definitely watch it at night. By yourself in the dark. Yeah, and turn the volume up with no, a candle. No, 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 with, no, no. A, with, with a candle. Dude, yeah. My, my fucking speakers are so loud. I get scared from like gunshots sometimes. Like, oh really? It's just, it's just uh, it's a little too like loud. <laughs> you have like a whole surround sound setup thing going on. Yeah, remember you just come up, come or come That's down here right. to watch Dunkirk. That's right. Oh, Dunkirk sucks. <laughs> you watched it? I did see it. God damn it! You're supposed to yeah. do it in a lot of theater. I haven't seen it. You know, I, I got messed up because when I did, I couldn't get the five point one sound to come through. Oh no! Yeah, so I even I didn't even get to enjoy the sound, but the movie itself, I didn't, I understand what they were doing. I just didn't care for it. Uh, I'm kind of with you. Yeah, I yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that movie. That's why I'm excited for whatever next Nolan movie. Is. No more of this weird artsy shit. <laughs> I want to go back to his memento type stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll do me fine. All right, guys. All right, that was fun. Good deal. Yep, Whoa. nice hanging out. 7.30? Yeah, we got a lot coming up.